This episode of the Lawyers Hip Hop Happy Hour is sponsored by the law offices of Alfred Guillaume III, a boutique criminal defense firm located in Washington, D.C. The firm specializes in defending federal criminal cases. You can learn more about the firm by visiting our website at guillaumelaw.com. That's G-U-I-L-L-A-U-M-E law.com. Welcome to part two of my interview with the chairman of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, Mr. Willie Phillips. Just because he's jetting across the globe, meeting with important people, doesn't mean he doesn't love hip hop. Willie and I discuss his love of hip hop music. We reminisce about our favorite hip hop songs. And we also talk about who the biggest hip hop head in his household really is. As an added bonus, we break down some of our favorite R&B and soul music. Enjoy. Now, you know, this is the Lawyer's Hip Hop Happy Hour. Yes, sir. And we can't let you leave without talking about hip hop, specifically your taste in hip hop. But I have to tell everyone who, of course, doesn't know this, something first, before you answer any questions, Uh that the biggest hip hop person in your house is not you. It's your wife. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Gabrielle is the true hip hop head. Matter of fact, shout out to Gabrielle Ginger. Check her out online, GabrielleGinger.com, with her beautiful uh, accessories and uh, handbags and whatnot. Man, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, she is a hardcore hip hop head. Yes, yes. So, you know, I know you love hip hop, but I'm going to give mad respect to your wife first. Yes. Before I ask you these questions. So, um, your f- favorite hip hop artist? Who is it? Uh, artist. So can I? Can it be a group? Can, it can be a group. It's Outkast. It's Outkast. Hands down. Hands down. <laughs> of course it is. Of course. And and let me just say that pronounced Outkast. Uh, <laughs> I I don't disagree uh, with your selection as far as group. Now, is it my favorite group? I don't know, but it's in my top three. Hundred um, percent. So my I, speaking of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of pivot to some comparisons and just to see um, who you prefer over someone else. Oh, this is okay. fun. Okay. So let me, let me say two artists. You tell me which one you prefer. T.I. or Young Jeezy? Oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> I got to go with the snowman. <laughs> and for those who don't know, who's the snowman? That's Jeezy. Okay. That's Jeezy. Uh, Kendrick Lamar or Drake? Lamar. Jay-Z or Nas? Oh, man. I don't I don't know if I could make that choice. Really? No, it's I mean, I think that both of them have matured so much. They're the they're they are the two artists I'd say who have aged the best throughout right. our lifetime. And they're both kings. You know, King's Disease is probably right. one of the best albums out of the last like five years. And you that's Nas's album, a two, three at this point. Three albums ago, I believe. Right. Now. He had like a King Disease too. Right. But then, you know, 444 with Jay-Z is still, I still rock it in my car. Well, let me just tell you, it's so crazy that you, I, I, you know, we didn't, you know, off camera, you asked me what I'm going to ask you about music. I didn't tell you because I wanted your raw reaction. But it's so crazy that you said those two albums, specifically 444 by Jay-Z. Yeah. Because, you know, as one can guess you're not 25. You are uh, 40 plus. So that's, I'm right. that's right. That's right. <laughs> Reveal your age. It's, it's, it's not secret. <laughs> right. And that album to me, 
444 was, as a grown man, probably the most important hip-hop album of all time. Yeah. The, 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 it's, it's up there. It's the, up there. The things that he's talking about, wealth and family and love his wife, uh, we, we're there. We, we're That's right us there. right now. We're right there. If, I, but also, I think, you know, Ultra Black on, on the Kings Nas of, album. Oh, man. I, that is, that's a gem. It is a gem. a gem. It's my favorite, it's my favorite uh, track off the record. And yeah. you told me about that album. I didn't, and I consider myself Nas at one <laughs> I put you, you on. You did. I'm the hip hop lawyer, <laughs> but you put me on to that Nas, to that song and to that, to the album in general. Cause I didn't even know it came out. Yeah. And you're like, you hear that new Nas album? I said, uh, what new Nas album? I can't choose. I can't so, choose. So one and one for Jay-Z and Nas. Yeah. Now, one of the memories that I have of you uh, in law school, well, as you you know, we went to law school in Washington D.C. and uh, the club scene was pretty awesome back then. It was great, uh, <laughs> but there was a song that was in heavy rotation in the club at that time, and you loved it. I don't know if you can remember the, okay. <laughs> the song I'm talking about. It, you your your name is mentioned in it. That's just a hint. Your name is mentioned in it. And in in, in one of, and maybe the first line of the song. Man, I'm trying to. It, I'm gonna tell. It's been a while. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. The artist is well. That will just tell you who it is. It's LL Cool J. Oh yeah. Headsprung. <laughs> they call me Big, Big Willie. Big. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Come on, man. Before Come you, on, were... you tell me that song still does not bang. It's a great song, but you're also the chair of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. Yes, yeah, you, so, know, you know, I, I am a complete person. You are a complete person. You're a human Counselor. being. <laughs> big, yeah, you're technically Big Willie. I mean, nah, I mean, <laughs> you used to say that lyric so much. They call me Big, big Willie. Hey. So shout out to LL Cool J and, and Headsprung. No uh, doubt, no doubt. That was in heavy rotation. Um, back in the day. You know, I'm going to throw one out there for you, Alfred. You know, when, Throwing out. If, if we really just ranking, for me, if it's about MCs. Go ahead. Give, give them to me. I got to say something about Rakim, man. Rakim, okay. Rakim. Is I he mean, your number one of all time? I mean, my number one of all time probably Scarface. Okay, Get Southern Rap. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. you know, being in D.C., apparently, it's a thing with people from D.C. that Scarface is like, the number one guy. I'm not from DC. Neither are you. But the fact that you said Scarface, hey man, he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, right? I mean, Scarface is uh, is is awesome. But I don't think he's in my. He's not in my personal top five. All right. Okay. All right. So I mean, at this point, you have a podcast. I'm gonna interview you for a minute. <laughs> so you you have to have given like you know your top. Who's your top? Uh, top MC of all time. All time. And this is gonna be controversial. I like it. But I'm gonna say, Lauren Hill. Oh, L Boogie. L Boogie. All right, man. All right, Lauren, I respect that. I respect Lauren that. Hill for reasons which uh, I have not been able to record yet on the podcast. But shout out to my future episode about Lauren Hill. Okay, um, tease it out. I like it. But I want to argue that her solo work as an artist. She only had one album as an artist. Well, she had an unplugged album, which if you technically count that, counts for two. Is so important for the culture. It's so important for hip hop, and some people don't even consider it a hip hop album. That it transcends all of that. I hadn't thought of that, but I I have to tip my hat to it. No, I think I think you're right. Yeah, Lauren Hill is uh, that the miseducation of Lauren Hill, specifically that her her first and only album, 
to me ranks up there with uh, Thriller uh, by Michael Jackson, uh, The Beatles, uh, Abbey Road, or uh, you know some of the, the all-time great albums you know that you want to talk about, no matter what the genre is. You can't so, argue. Can't argue with that. Right. So uh, that's my one. And and your one is Scarface. So let me hit two, three, four, and five, my my good okay. friend. Okay, all right, you were ready. No, before you, I'm t- I'm asking you, not me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Give me two, three, four, and five. Man, um, this is this is and this is on the spot. So you have this had is time on to the spot, and this, this it's tougher than you think. It's very, it's extremely right? difficult. Right. Let me just put a couple of them out there. I think mm-hmm. you have, like I said, Rakim's in there. Right. Um, I think Nas is in there. Of course, Nas. Jay Z's in there, so it's all New York. A Southern boy is going all New York. I, I did put Scarface in there, right, right, but right. That, that was. And the then story. I, I put one. I put three thousand. Andre is very important. That's it. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pick that uh, only a hip hop head would make. So I respect that pick because oh, you know I remember it was nineteen ninety six, the big lick for ninety six, and when you heard. Outcast on the radio, or if you were lucky enough to get the tape, right? You was like, I hear me, I hear my cousins, I hear right. my uncles through the through the through this music. Especially and it, for that it first touch album. you, it man, it touch you. Southern Southern playlistic Cadillac, Cadillac funky, funky music. music. Yeah, nineteen ninety four Outcast first right. album. That's right. Ninety six is AT Aliens. That's right. But... I had the year off. I had the year off. But look, they were still playing ninety six. They were still playing from the first album. Oh on man. The radio. It just it touched you deeply. It really did. Yeah, the first time I heard um, Outkast was at Xavier University. Uh-huh. I was in a summer program at Xavier University in New Orleans, Louisiana, my alma mater. 1994, the summer of 94, this guy from Atlanta named Kareem. Uh, what Kareem, wherever you are, thank you, my brother, because he put me on this group, and I I never heard of him, never knew nothing about him, but he he had the out he had the CD. Yeah. Uh, that first CD. And man, when I tell you, the first time I heard that, I literally pooped my pants. <laughs> I literally pooped my pants. It was it, amazing. It was that good. You know, my man Marquise put me on. We was in high school together. We're riding to school, and he put it. Man, it was it was over. It, it, it was yeah, over. Outkast is. Uh, I don't want to say they're the underrated because I feel like they uh, they're not. But they they they're they don't get the credit they deserve. No, at least not if you're from where we're from. Right, but I mean, I think even I mean, you know. I am, I will admit, East Coast biased. Yeah. But Outkast, um, there's no East Coast duo that can come close to Outkast. Can I do some honorable mentions? Of course. I got to say something about Tupac and Biggie. It was just right. throughout our college years, throughout law school, it was just too important right. not to say something about them. And because my wife is a true hip-hop head, she is. I got to say something about Wu Tang. Wu Tang. As a matter Wu-Tang. of fact, you know, Whatever. you Whatever. and I and our wives, we went to a, a Method Man, Red Man concert. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Inspector Deck made a, a guest appearance. Shout out Inspector Deck. Shout out Jizza, Rizza, Wu Tang, uh, Ghostface Killer. All those are my guys. Now, are we talking all groups? I see. I separate them. Oh yeah. Them okay. Out. Let's do groups. groups. You do groups. Okay. Well, groups. Pretty easy. I mean, I'm. I don't know. I haven't really thought about this. Actually, I wasn't expecting that question, but I'm gonna go. I know three off the do rip. Three. Do three. Three oh, is easier. Tribe, Wu, Outcast. Wow. Not in that. Not necessarily in that order. I think the order fluctuates. And actually, I know enough. I, I can. I, you know, Tribe, Wu, Outcast, Roots, um, mm. for me. And then it becomes a little more difficult to get to that fifth spot. 
But did I, what did I say? Tribe, Wu, Outcast, Bruce. Yeah, okay. I went to law school, not uh, math school. So <laughs> <laughs> I was told there would be no math. <laughs> right. Correct. Um, it comes. I mean, I, 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 I don't know who gets the fifth spot. Mob Deep is a huge. I'm a huge fan of Mob That's Deep. Good. Uh, Fuji's though actually just kicked Mob Deep out as soon as I thought about mm. it. I, I might I, well Fuji's is on the list, so there you go. Those are the top five. I can't think of anyone else at the top of my head, but that's think, a hard five to beat. That's yeah, a hard five. To it's beat. kind of impossible. Yeah, actually, I mean the first. So what's the first um, tape record album that you bought? Uh, when you were young. I mean, if we talking hip hop only, you know, I do like myself some R&B. I, I know you do. And we, do. Gonna, we can get into that, <laughs> no, too. No, I mean, As do jo I. Jodeci was the first album. That's that the first album you ever had? That's 1991. That was the first Jodeci album. Yeah, for sure. Forever okay. My Lady. Forever My Lady. Forever yeah, that's a great album. Yeah. But I mean, the first hit, actually before that, Ghetto Boys. Mm. Ghetto Boys. So Ghetto Boys, uh, that first album, I think it was 87, 88, somewhere. Maybe you, you, you have a mind better than mine on, on that Something one. like that. I oh, had that man. album too. Mind oh, playing man. tricks mind on playing. me. Oh. It was a that's that's a great. I don't even know. I can't remember the name of the they had an album before that. They too. did. They did. I'm trying to think of the name of it because I had it too. Oh, I mean, I was I was hooked. Right. I was hooked. Hiding it from my mama though. Right. Yes. I, I said I said in another interview that my parents had no idea what was going they on. They had no clue. It, it actually gives me a little bit of pause right now because I Right. Got, yeah, Especially got a good southern boy from Atlanta listening to this music. Right, uh, right, right. I, you know, but hey, you know, I'm from New Orleans, so we were used to kind of like the uh the rebellious, raunchy stuff anyway. Man, I'm be honest with you too. Like Rap City, you know. Uh, all of that stuff on MTV exposed me to music outside of our culture. Right. Know? So Slick Rick, right, was huge. Love you know, Slick Rick. Love I saw him in concert as well. Love Howard Slick Theater. Rick. Shout out to Howard Theater. Shout out Slick Rick. Yep. Uh, one of the true pioneers of uh, of the genre. And Slick Rick, you know, when I saw him in concert, this brother doesn't move. He like literally stands there oh, and just sways back and forth, and you loving every minute of every it. Every minute, every minute. I never seen him. Rakim as well. I saw Rakim and Slick Rakim and Slick Rick at the same at the same show. They they headlined it together. So shout out to Howard Theater DC. Uh, it was awesome. Um, so the Ghetto Boys was a huge influence on you. These other groups. When you were when you were in college and even in law school, you still followed, and now you are all the way grown up <laughs> with a very important job. Uh -huh. And most people may not think that someone in your position listens to this type of music. You know, everybody's a complete person, and you know, for me, when I'm on my way to work, you know, especially the weather's nice, open the top, bring the windows down. You know, I'm gonna play my music. Which, and it what, just what's what's playing this morning going in, Keith Murray. Keith the Murray. thing in this world. <laughs> Shout Just out to like Keith Murray. Shout great. out to the, the saxophone remix. Did you hear? Have you ever heard the saxophone remix of that I don't song? Think I, I don't know if I've ever oh, heard it. Oh, before you leave, when we okay. when we cut the mics up, I gotta put that on. It's, Let's do it's it. awesome. Let's do it. That is probably one of my favorite all time songs. It was night. That was also 1994. It might have been 93. I can't remember. 93, 94. I, I bought that uh, single. I never bought a single Keith Murray album in my life. No. No. Sorry, Keith Murray, <laughs> but I did buy that single. That was an amazing, amazing song. That's that's what I rock going to work this morning. So before you leave, I want to just touch on one more thing. You mentioned R and B. Now I know mm. you love you some R and B, mm. as do I. Um, but give me let's let's talk. Let's do top five R and B real quick. Oh man, <laughs> that's significantly more difficult. It's so hard. People don't even realize how hard that is. I mean, are we talking 
Like, what are we talking about? I don't know, right? Because we have a whole lot of territory to cover. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, if we do... We can go from 1960... That's what I'm saying. ...all the way th- like, to now. Are we classic? Like, are we, like, Whatever you like. Who, who do you like? Are we, like, New Jack? I mean... Whatever you like. All right. And so... I won't hold you to it, just... Who do you like? It's hard to rank. It's hard to rank. All right, let me just throw five out there. Okay. All right, we talking, mixing it up. Jodeci's in there. Jodeci. All right. Luther. Luther, of course. Oh, I mean, before you even go any further, can I say something about Luther? Luther, if you ever heard him live or even on a a show, like I remember hearing him on the Arsenio Hall show when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. he sounds exactly like he does on the record, which is impossible. It's amazing. The brother had such a beautiful voice. Um, gone too soon. Too soon. But just, I, I mean, Luther Vandross is uh, rest in peace, man. He was he was amazing. Great talent. Great talent. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, Jodeci Luther. T- yes, if yes. We're not boxing it in. No, we're time. not boxing it in. Al Green. Al Green, another uh, amazing, uh, just amazing voice. Foundation and funky. Yes. Right. Yes. Without being funky. Oh, uh, where do I go from there? It's hard, man. It's, um, so, it's so hard. And a great body of work that he had as well. I mean, I think without just throwing a bunch of stuff in there, just to, to feel it, those would be the ones that are those jumping, are the top those three are the that come to your mind that are jumping out at me. Okay, I'm right. gonna tell you who jumps out at me first and foremost. Anita Baker. Oh man, see, yeah, I know uh, it's okay. You're not uh, gonna remember everything, uh, but Anita Baker. Let me just go on record as saying Anita, the Anita Baker uh, Rapture album is probably one of the best. Army albums of all time. It's so beautiful. Anita Baker Rapture. I heard Alina Baker sing a cappella one time. Mm-hmm. Changed my life. It's awesome. Acapella. Anita yeah. Baker is amazing. Shout out to the queen, Anita Baker. Anita Baker, next we're going to go with Teddy Pendergrass. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Love, love, love. Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the last, I'm going to go my top. That's not, it's not my top. Let's, season, but let's it's, hear it. It's what pops in my mind. Stephanie Mills. Oh, ooh, Stephanie ooh. Mills is so underrated. People talk about Whitney Houston's. Voice, I was gonna go Whitney, right? And who I love, and how it's so effortless and flawless and beautiful. But Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston had good production. She had Clive Davis backing. She right. had industry backing, and she achieved success. Stephanie Mills didn't have that. Yo, if you want to hear Stephanie Mills, I'm just gonna nobody anybody who doesn't know who she is. You're gonna have to play some, right? You gotta. Play I some. will play some, but I want you to check out "Home" on the Wiz uh, soundtrack, on the Wiz, the Broadway version, Stephanie Mills, and you tell me that you don't have goosebumps, and just after that song, I you don't need to listen to this podcast anymore. And I just gotta mention, of course, the King, King of Pop, the King. Michael Jackson. MJ. And I'm going to tell you something. Janet Jackson is underrated, too. Janet Jackson is underrated. So so I asked another uh, friend of mine recently, who you got, Janet Jackson or Beyonce? Who you going with? Man, you ain't going to get the hive after me, man. (laughs) Queen B, baby. I'm with the the queen. queen. I'm with the queen. There is no queen without (laughs) Janet. But look, is is Beyonce a bigger superstar? Absolutely. I've seen Beyonce live at Mm. FedEx Field with Jay-Z up close. Man. Not, like nothing else. Huh? Oh, man. I mean, it's something. A performance. She leaves it all on the field. It's something to be said for someone who is a performer. Because that's different from being a, a, a good singer right, or a good right. artist. We can, we can argue that. That's right. different. But you saying, like... A performer. She's one of, she is one of the greatest talents right. 
of our generation. And she, I, I would argue that she is the most, she's the Madonna of this generation. She's Dave. kind of a hybrid of Madonna, Diana Ross, um, all kind of rolled into one. She's awesome. Now, people quibble about her voice not being as good as some of the other people, but you know, uh, I think she's amazing. And but I think she's most closely resembled to for our my generation to Janet. Like Janet set the blueprint for her with no. the, with the performance aspect, especially. That's right. Because Janet's a performer. Oh man, I saw Janet Jackson in concert in I think uh, 1992. I want to say, <sighs> can't remember exactly the year, but that was a great album. Yes. So, look, man, before we get out of here, can I just say a couple things? Absolutely, please no, do. I just want to say, man, like what you've been able to do, this your sustained success with your practice. You know, I mean, I think I come to you over and over. I bounce my ideas off of you. You give appreciate that, my me, brother. <laughs> you know, you you allow me to you know uh, vet and to you know just quite frankly, whatever important move I'm about to make. I'm running by you first, and I appreciate that, man. Your judgment is sound. I'm so proud of this podcast, man. I wish you nothing but success. Thank you again, my brother, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come uh, see you. You're an old and good and steady friend. Shout out to your wife, your beautiful family, and uh, we will be together soon, overseas in some fabulous location very soon. Coming, coming soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Lawyer's Hip Hop Happy Hour. Please continue to follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel at The Lawyer's Hip Hop Happy Hour for additional content and videos. See you next time. I'll catch you on the B-side.